Welcome to TAD Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of TAD Talks. We are here at the 2019 National Association of Workforce Development Professionals Conference in San Antonio, Texas, having an awesome time. Aaron is also with me. Howdy, y'all. Oh, he's got his Texan coming out. Watch out. The Texan card is here. So how, how do you feel the conference has been going so far? You know what? It's really been a good conference. As many of you know, we travel all around the United States, and we do a lot of different national and state conferences. We do really enjoy this association and what they're trying to do for our fellow workforce development professionals. And uh, there's good crowd, a good energy. And, you know, the the board at NAUDUP has done really a stellar job putting it all together. So I think it's overall, we've had great traffic at our booth and we've had great conversations with a lot of leaders and individuals that we've had an opportunity to train. And um, honestly, it's just been great. Don't you think? I, I do think. I think this has been a great conference. It's a great venue. Speaking of the NAUDUP board, I, I will put in a little plug. So as you know, you are on uh, several boards, actually. <laughs> Yeah, you you were on several boards, and we've been talking. Well, hold on, this about me for a second. So <laughs> yeah, you did mention that I'm on several boards and several, several. You know, I'm the current president of the Michigan Career Development Association, which we had our conference um, a couple of weeks ago, and that was a good event. I happen to also um, work with the National Career Development Association as the director of credentialing, which is another good thing where we get to promote career development and career development professionals. So yeah, thanks for letting it be about me. Yeah. I mean, it's no. a first. I know you're the president, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I mean, if I don't let you talk once in a while, I know you get upset. So we, we always got to give you time. But yeah, it, it is good. And, and it's important, I think, for anybody who's in the field of career development or workforce development to be involved on some level with policy and promotion of the work that we do and the work that a lot of people do in the field. And so, as you know, I have thrown my proverbial hat into the arena of... Yes, yes. The, I'm, I'm now a politician, apparently. Actually, uh, my nomination has been accepted for the National Association of Workforce Development Professionals. I'm just going to call it NADAP because it's easier and uh, less. Right. And, and we love our acronyms. So for the regional board position for Region 9, which is uh, several states in, in, in Guam, actually. So if you're in California, Arizona, Hawaii, Guam... Nevada, any of those places, and you're listening to this, uh, I'd love to get your vote. The platform that I'm really running on um, is is really based around some of the philosophies that we've, we've talked about already, which is that, you know, we need to standardize the competencies and the professional skills of our organizations and, and our field and, and get us recognized as as the professionals that we are. And so, you know, I really feel that, that NAUDIP uh, in general should be at the forefront of all of that. And that, that as our association, as our national association, that we should be really driving some of those conversations at a higher level and looking to our leaders across the country and saying, you know, let's set standards. Let's get folks certified in, in this profession and move forward um, in, a, in a good, solid way so we can do the, the work better. And so for those of you that uh, want to, you know, I'm out kissing babies. I'm shaking hands. It's what I do now. So look for a, a really cool video coming out on LinkedIn. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But I want to move on to something better. I want to move on to something better other than just us. Is it your new shoes? I, oh. see, I see you got new shoes. I nice know. kicks. They are nice. Ah, uh, nice. 
nice um, black and white Nikes, you know. Um, you so can definitely sweet. tell. They're uh, sweet. I mean, look, there's the white is still super white. I love that. I love it. Um, no, it's, they're, they're like shiny. I know. <laughs> I had to put on my sunglasses just to look down. But do you know what's else really kind of interesting? Last night, I'm just going to share with y'all, um, our listener family, that I had this crazy dream, and I just want to share it with you. Some of you, it's a reoccurring dream that I've had recently. It's one where I dream I'm a muffler, which is really odd because I know a lot of people don't dream. <laughs> I know, you see? That you're what? A muffler. A muffler. Yeah, like a car like muffler. Like a car muffler? Yeah, because you know I know that because I woke up exhausted. Oh, <laughs> no. That's so good. <laughs> Oh, man, that's so good. I told this joke recently. Um, <laughs> as Tad Grants, we've been traveling around in the great state of Texas, and we've been doing these customer service two-day workshops with um, really progressive, great, well-meaning workforce areas in McAllen, Texas and Austin, Texas. And what is interesting and, and what we'll touch on here just for a little bit on our serious note is is the element in customer service that we've really worked through. And it's about building trust with external and internal customers. The importance of trust is just, it has so many positive benefits and, and we've been focusing on practical ways that we can build trust. A couple of them from the individual standpoint, I'll let Tressa talk about three of the main areas of building trust individually. And then we'll just talk about a couple of ideas that we can work together on to, to build trust with external customers also. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to apologize because I did not know that that joke was coming. Um, he's been on his comedy stand-up tour, apparently. Um, oh, yeah. This is He has to actually look these jokes up on Google before. Oh, no. I thought of that. Uh, on your own? you, you... Yeah. Okay. Well, that... no, because it reminds me of another joke. <laughs> no. This one, though, listen, listen, I heard it, and it's real. And so I just want to ask you, Miss Dorsey, yes. what do you call a cow that twitches? I don't know what. Beef jerky. Oh, man. You and the cow jokes again. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're, we'll focus back in. Three <laughs> elements that help us to build trust. Here's one of them is not that joke, so don't do it, okay? Don't don't use that that joke. Aaron's been touring the this great state of Texas doing comedy, apparently, while I've been working on things like building trust with customers. But, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think one of the great things that, that we talk about and some of the ideas that are out there as far as how we develop trust with our customers is, you know, we're always trying to figure out ways to get our retention numbers up and trying to make sure that our clients and our teams, our internal teams are having good experiences when they work with us. And part of that is building trust. And there's three components to building trust that we really focus on and, and they're tried and true. And so essentially what they are is competence, reliability, and genuineness. The challenge that we have for you is to think about the ways in which you demonstrate each of those those characteristics. So obviously being competent means that you are continuing your professional development training, that you're able to really provide quality services, not just a quantity of service to your customers. And then we look at reliability. Are you essentially somebody who is going to do what they say, say what they mean, and continue to kind of strive for that excellence as far as if, if 
if you've talked with a coworker and they've needed help with something and you're on a project and you've agreed to and committed to providing assistance with that project in, in a certain time frame, are you doing that? Are you holding to those commitments? And then lastly, the, the genuineness aspect of building trust, which is at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't feel that you genuinely are concerned with their well-being, if they feel that you are only doing something simply for a paycheck, then most of the time you're not going to get that trust factor. They're not going to trust that you truly have an investment in them in their future. And so it is going to inadvertently really deteriorate any trust that you can build. And so those three areas are what we focus on during our customer service training when we talk about how we're going to build that rapport and that trust with with both our internal and our external customers. And I'd like, you know, Aaron, specifically, I think one of the things that we get asked about during customer service is the internal aspect and the team building part of that. And why why is it so important that we apply those those three those three areas of building trust to our internal teams as well? Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. You know, there is a direct correlation with how our external customers, those coming in to our one-stop centers and to our community colleges and to our facilities, there's a direct correlation with how an external customer will perceive our customer service based on how we treat one another internally. And so even though when we mention customer service, a lot of individuals think of just that external customer, we spend an equal amount of time talking about the the internal customer service that needs to be there. And, and we talk about specifically some behaviors that we can exhibit, not only individually with what Tressa just mentioned, but I'll give you an example. We talk about how to build respect with one another, how to be present with an individual, fully present, to actively listen to what they're saying and to fight distractions. And really, we show our respect to an individual when we're truly present. And we, I, I know that seems very basic, but what we try to do is take some behaviors like talking straight, writing some wrongs. And those are just a few of the examples, the behaviors that we talk about in our training that we know if you're committed to building relationships that are strong with one another and serving one another and, and truly being present. Because listen, we're going to spend about 90,000 hours of our lives at work on average, okay? That's about 45 years. And we're doing that more than pretty much any other element of our life. So I have to ask you out there, what are you going to make of it? I mean, you can have the Sunday night blues and dread Monday morning. Um, I've had them before. I get it. And, and sometimes you're going to have that anyways. But is it consistent? Well, part of it is how are we working to build relationships at work that really transcend just our job place that we're just putting in time together where we can take an interest in one another and that we can serve one another and, and be there and support and really turn our internal customer service in a way that we want our external customer service, which is excellent. And I mean that, excellent. And the beauty of it all is that it starts with each one of us. And if we're committed to changing our sphere of influence, then our whole atmosphere is going to change. And when you take that on personally and you grow as a professional, great things can happen. And we can transform our own lives and our industry into what an ideal place where it's not just a government building with government workers because people don't know what we do. And you know that, <laughs> you know, they think we're the unemployment office, we're the, we're the welfare office, we're this. No, no, no. We're a career center that has a lot of functions, but ultimately, can we transform that into a place that people want to come to, feel welcome, and know that they can rely and trust on all of us? 
So yeah, that's part of our focus and our customer service, and we thought we'd share that with you today at, while we're here at the NADA conference. You know, Tressa mentioned that she's running for the position, and so if you're a NADA member, we're encourage you to support her. I'll let her finish off our podcast today, but hey, remember my jokes? Smile at them as you no. go to bed. No. Get some sleep. Pray you're, you're not going to dream about being a muffler. Do not be a muffler. That is not a thing. Um, yeah, customer service is one of those things that we we at Tag Grants, uh, we don't just preach it. We practice it. And uh, it's it's not always easy. And we know that. Um, it's not easy to go in and provide every customer with the same level of excellent customer service every single time with consistency. But in order to really adopt that mentality, you have to make a conscious effort to strive for that. And it is not easy. There are times, uh, even when we're trying to uh, work with people, you know, where, you know, you're not all days are created equal, like Aaron says. And I think that was one of the best things that he's ever said to me, because some days are just going to be easier and going to be in a better mood and some days aren't. But it's about striving for that, that customer service excellence, making sure that you're really adhering to kind of the customer bill of rights that we talk about, that every person that walks in your door, whether it's your workforce board director, whether it's your coworker, your boss, your job seeker, your business, whoever that customer is in that moment, that they are treated in a certain way on a consistent basis. And part of that is the respect factor. Part of that is making sure that they're being greeted with, with genuine delight to be seen because at the end of the day, if it's not really about them, then what are we doing here? You know, they they aren't a burden to us. They are the reason we exist. And it's great if we can get paid uh, to do it. But without them, we can't do what we do. And so I'm going to encourage each and every one of you to challenge yourselves to improve upon your existing customer service strategies. Think about the culture of inclusion. Think about the culture of excellence and continue to keep up the good work and push yourself to always be the best that you can be. That's what we do. Well, that's what I do. I push Aaron to be the best he can be every day too. That's no. where those jokes come from. Yeah. That's I've encouraged him totally. to take that on. So it's totally. That's how I've I've learned to cope with my long days working with Teresa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what it is? It's through well, humor. When you said when you said the Sunday night blues, I thought to myself, oh, that's weird. I don't really get the Sunday night blues unless I've got to see you the next Monday morning. So I don't know if that I don't know how that works. Yeah. But that, well, then well, actually, lately, oh, no spoiler alerts. I'm not going to get into Game of Thrones because I know I haven't even watched this last episode because I've been here. Um, but I yeah, I just can't do it. So GOT, the North remembers winter is coming. TAD. Peace out, y'all. See ya.